Sendum Reguias Davidipace. Except I didn't say it right. Requiescat in pace. I did send you a postcard, Sam. Did you get it? Yeah. Good. <laughs> I did receive it. Just wanted to make sure, see if uh, the Vatican Postal Service is actually good. You sent him a post from the Vatican? Yes. Was this back when you went to Rome like weeks ago? Or is... <laughs> yeah. Is there a reason we're bringing you up now and not during the Rome podcast? <laughs> and I don't remember if I had received it yet. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot to ask if uh, you received it. I mean, you did forget a lot from that uh, podcast. Well, my uh, faith in the Italian Postal Service <laughs> isn't so hot. Are you going to explain that at all or are just going to leave it at that? I forgot my reasoning. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I sent <laughs> other postcards and I have not heard word from the people I sent them to if they had received them. Am I just going, ha, and then that's it. Yeah. No reply. <laughs> Maybe they just didn't care enough to reply to you. <laughs> With friends like these. <laughs> all right so it's been over two weeks since our last episode of the podcast no way because <laughs> because planning things with the both of you is the most difficult thing that i do on a regular basis no comment i don't believe you <laughs> <laughs> So, next week, Simon, you'll be at school, yeah, right? Yeah, I start school uh, a week from today. Week from it's today. It's the eve of uh, so, Storm Area 51. It is Storm Area 51 Eve. <laughs> As I said earlier, it's been a rough week for me. <laughs> tell us your story of your pain. Then I'll tell the story of mine. Okay. So, like... Maybe last Saturday or Sunday, we promised to record today. And uh, I made Grant uh, shift the dates a little bit because I was planning on going back up to uh, Oakland. But like the day or so after, my uh, ear started hurting like a lot. And then uh, it had fluid in it. At least I think I'm pretty sure it had fluid in it. it. I wouldn't know. I can't see in my ears. Um, so I went to the doctor and they said, yeah, you have swimmer's ear, this is normal, just take these, uh, eardrops and you'll be fine in like 10 days. So my ears are just like swollen and sore, like so bad that like for the past three days, except for today, I cannot like fully open my mouth. Oh. Like, it hurt my jaw. It was wacky. And I'd wake up at, like, 3 a.m. Just, like, piercing pain. Like, fully awake all of a sudden. Just like, oh, it hurts. That's not fun at all. Yeah, so I didn't end up going to Oakland. But I did just end up sitting around, just, like, in pain, watching 80s movies. Yeah. Sometimes it'd be like that. It do be like that. It does that. remind me, uh, it hasn't happened f for a while, but I'd say, like, in high school and whatnot, I'd wake up in the middle of the night to a leg cramp <laughs> and just suffer. <laughs> so, it's never fun to wake up to pain. <laughs> I've never had that during the night. But there have been times where, like, in the morning, I stand up too fast and cramp a leg and fall over. When I stand up too fast, uh, blood drains from my head and I can't see, and then I'm dizzy. <laughs> then your vision comes back, and you're in a wagon. And... <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're finally awake. <laughs> 
He also mentioned you were having mouth pains as well, Simon? Uh, yeah, I have a sore on my tongue. It's a periodic thing. It's pretty normal for me at this point. That doesn't sound good to be normal. I don't even know what's happening anymore. <laughs> like, this has been happening, like, ever since I've had my braces removed. Huh. It's more like ever since I moved to Carmel. Should never have moved. Hmm. Probably. I think it's more like I've been changing my, uh, like, tableside cups enough or maybe like my cat is like trying to like get in it and it's getting like it's funk <laughs> on the like lip of the cup and then i've been drinking out of it and that's how i've been getting those you just keep licking your cat and it's a massive problem stop licking your cat simon <laughs> of course so simon's been in pain Anything on your end, Sam, from the past two weeks? Uh, last Friday, I've a bit before that, I decided to get like a bag that I can actually take my Xbox One places in, and then I took, and then I took it to school on Friday or last Friday, and it's been there since. <laughs> Yep. just in the honors lounge just there ready to play <laughs> catch up on my halo and whatnot or dark souls soon you'll just bring everything to your school and you'll never have to go home next step is the desktop you might as well just get a dorm the dorms cost money that is very true when yeah. you had to find a bag for the Xbox, is it that massive? As I I turned to look at the Xbox, and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> it's not there. Where'd it go? Uh, yeah, it's a good size. Okay. Like, I can't think of... I can't think of anything to compare it to that you would know. Is it bigger than a bread yes. box? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so I assume everything's the same with you in classes then, Sam? Mm, yeah. I got my tuition thing settled now. Nice. All the paperwork's awesome. done. I turned it in. I gave it to them. It's been applied. Although I did end up doing one, like, down payment for the payment plan so now i need to wait for a refund on that or partial refund because the fee waiver doesn't cover everything of course it doesn't at least you're not Ooh. getting expelled mm -hmm. that's always a plus don't have to be here for another semester <laughs> assuming i pass <laughs> it's always assuming <laughs> asterisk <laughs> although my classes this semester don't seem as hard as the ones last semester then again i haven't done most of the t most of my classes i haven't had tests for yet so we'll see yeah tests for me start next week for like the first round of midterms i've only had one midterm last week and I got 85. <laughs> and on that test, I I got questions wrong that I thought I would get right. And then I got questions right that I thought I would get wrong. <laughs> you going to go with Jack to the movies? <laughs> no. <laughs> leaving him yes, on his own. I am there right now. <laughs> was he planning to go today yeah I, I think he said he was planning on doing it today I didn't check dates I'm two and a half hours <laughs> out so that's not <laughs> it's not happening on my end 
but I was considering giving Jack like my phone number when he sent the message. But then I saw your reply. I was like, nah, I'm not going to respond at all. <laughs> well, Jack already has my number. I oh, know Rico's asking for numbers because he. It's been. It's been six years. No, it's been five years since I've made the original group chats, and Rico has not put anyone else's numbers in his phone yet good job rio the scribe yep <laughs> that is his self-proclaimed title how has uh your past two weeks been grant that's the thing and that's why i wanted to record this on sunday so last week there was no podcast yeah, so last week, not much happened for me, and it's from what it sounds like, not much happened with you guys, and I didn't know if we'd planned enough topics in advance, so I decided that telling you guys to not have the podcast on that day, and I do apologize for that, I should have mentioned somewhere that I was thinking of not doing it, so that's my fault mostly, and then the next Sunday, or the next Saturday... I went to the Los Angeles Yu-Gi-Oh! Regional. I was really hoping to, on Sunday, discuss with Sam my day and what happened then. I was really hoping because I filmed the deck profile of myself and in there I mentioned that the full tournament report is going to be on the podcast. So I wanted to have those up at the same time. And thanks to that... I have a full day's worth of editing for tomorrow. Yay. You don't have school on Fridays, do you? I have no school on Friday, so it's all day for editing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Sam, for this story, if I say the names of people from Paladins, will you know who I'm talking about? No, I will not. (laughs) (laughs) How often do you go to Paladins? I basically only go when you're here now. And even then, it's not much. (laughs) Yeah, you flake on me like half the time at least. No, so whenever I'm at a regional, it's always nice to meet up with the Bakersfield guys again. It's just nice to see them again. And they're very nice people. So the people in the story who I'm going to bring up... um, more than once is going to be both Georges. There's Tall George and Short George. Let's see, Short George, I was playing Sky Striker and he. I can't remember if he topped. He got his invite, but I don't know if he topped. And then Nico and Big George were both playing um, Burning Abyss Orchest. And that was the deck that I wanted to play, but I didn't get all the cards in time. And then Poncho was uh, playing some other Burning Abyss variant, and I think he topped. I forget his actual place, but I know he topped. Uh, Lorenzo was there playing Pendulums, and quite a few others were there that don't make it into the story. Augie was there judging. He appears in the story later on. So to start the day, it's... Well, for me, it's... Let me think. I get up at 6 in the morning, so I'm relatively close by. So I get up at 6, leave at 7, I get to the venue at 8 a.m. I walk in the door, fill out my deck list to get in line with the rest of the people from Bakersfield. And we stand in line for three hours. So at the registration tables, they only had two people signing in, 700 participants. I see. Efficiency. Efficiency. So eventually, they got more people out there to start signing people in. But the tournament that was scheduled for 10 a.m. began at 1 p.m. Oh, nice. Just a three-hour setback. No big deal. Just a three-hour setback. So I have my full tournament report on my phone because I like to keep it as notes. Understandable. I wouldn't remember. And then... Yeah, I probably remember it. That's why I wanted to do it on Sunday, because I have better memory, but now I'm just hazily trying to recall. So, it's 1 p.m. We're going to be there until midnight. 
and in order to get your invite to nationals, you have to go 7-3 to get into top 64. In order to top, you have to do better, but my goal is just to get my invite, so I, uh, I need to be 7-3 or better. Seven wins, three losses. So round one, it's the funniest thing. So Nico and Pancho are playing each other because the way they did round one was it was not really random. It was just whoever signed in at the same time dueled each other, which <laughs> <laughs> was really funny. So Nico and Pancho had to duel each other. It was sad, and <laughs> Nico lost in a really annoying way like not quite rule sharky but quite close to being rule sharky and he was salty about that but you can't get mad because it's just your friend i played um i'm gonna go over like well sam what do you know about the current meta of Yu-Gi-Oh? i <laughs> i've watched simo's videos on the meta <laughs> <laughs> so i have a vague idea of what's All right, what what yeah, so in your mind, what are the best decks right now? Give me a top five. Uh, Sky Striker, Thunder Dragon. I don't want to say they're top five, but I know they're still up there. Salamangrate and Orcist. Because I know they were hit, but I'm just not sure to the extent. I can't even think of a fifth. Oh, Pendulum in gen general. Yeah, so out of those five, those five I would consider to be the five best decks of the format of Sky Striker, Salomon Great, Orchest, Thunder Dragon, Pendulum. I played against zero Sky Striker, zero Salomon Great, zero Orchest, two Pendulum, two Thunder Dragon, and then four control decks and one like Dragon Link deck. Oh, yeah. It was not a normal day I've in the I've heard of Dragon Deck or Dragon Link. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. So, a problem I had with the deck that I mentioned in the deck profile was I was really scared of Nibiru, the the new uh, hand trap from the Megatons. And I was thinking, so my deck dies really hard to Nibiru, and I've got no way of playing around it. So my solution was just to go second, and I made a few awkward card choices to help facilitate me going second. Um, this turned out to be a really bad idea. And I'll sort of just explain it as it goes along. So round one, I play against a guy named Dave. He's playing Pendulums. I seem like throughout the day, because we have like the same record for most of the day. Uh, so game one, he goes first. I ash his servant, and he passes. And then I... I just OTK him because that's what my deck does. It's really good at putting out a lot of damage. So game two, he goes first. And I sided into, I put in Pegatops, I put in Nibiru, and I drew into one of each. So nice. I Nibiru his board, and that sort of stops him. But now my Pegatops is dead. And because there's now a monster on my board, all my BA monsters are dead. So I can't do enough. And then on his turn, he combos off again and kills me. Uh, game three is... I go first, I make my... So my standard board is Cherubini, Beatrice, and Gossip Shadow. This ends with Beatrice sending a Farfa, or sending like a Block Dragon for next turn, and then Gossip Shadow is a monster negate, kind of, but it makes both players draw one card. And they're both protected from card destruction. Hmm. So it's it's a decent board, and it's enough that I can stop most combos and then win on turn 3, which is what happened in game 1. So... Game two, I go against Guru Control, which is the first Controls. of these kind of control decks. Yeah, one of the control decks I play against. Sync Control is not the correct word, as these some of these decks are not truly control, but this one is control. Uh, see, so game one, game one took oh, actually a really long time, and he got he flipped. Uh, there can only be one, and my board was weird. It was something akin to, it was like Deco Talker, Beatrice, Tour Guide, Block Dragon. Hmm. And there was a way I could win. So, my extra deck is basically everything that, that of those types, except for one Borlsword Dragon. That's the only dragon I have. And if I had linked away everything except for the Block Dragon, 
into the Boral Sword, I would have been able to attack for damage and then search more cards. But instead, I left the Deco Talker on board, so I ended with Deco Talker, Borolo Dragon, or Boral Sword Dragon, excuse me. And I wasn't, um, I wasn't able to then get um, Deco Talker and Block Dragon off the board because I was going to make Underclock Taker and search Block Dragon, summon Block Dragon, and do more things. Because then with Block Dragon and uh, Underclock Taker, I could make Unicorn, and Unicorn could discard a BA to summon back. If I had done the combo right, it would have been game, but I left Deco Talker on board, which messed me up, and I lost. So, game two, I'm going first, because I can't go second against a control deck, yeah. even though I wanted to, but I just can't do it. So I... My board is not as good. I believe it's just um, Cherubini Beatrice. And then his turn, he just has a bunch of back row and passes. So on my turn, I bring back Dante, and then he super polys Beatrice and Dante into Mud Dragon okay. of the Swamp. And then he flips there can only be one. And then he like Solemn Judgments my uh, normal summon or something. And I just can't come back from that. And he takes that one down like super wow. hard. So that's my first loss of the day. Alright, uh, for round three, there's also a bit of context that's necessary. So... While, we're, while we were standing in line for three hours, a guy comes up asking for a card called Gigantes. And no one like in our group knows what Gigantes is, but I do because I've been testing with it. Because it can be searched <laughs> by Block Dragon. So I have a playset. So I just, I give him one and he gives me a dollar and then he uh, he like walks away. And so that person's name was Omar and he's my <laughs> round three opponent. And he's playing a version of BA that... Its goal is to loop block dragon and to use it to search for Gigantes and search for Fossil Dyna. And then make Soyuja to summon the Fossil Dyna. He never gets to that part of the combo because I feel that I mean I personally feel that combo isn't very strong, but he has slightly better luck than I did, and I didn't play as well as I should have. So game one, he goes first, makes I believe he just has like Beatrice Block Dragon, but he Beatrice's my like Cherubini, I mend of like Dante or something. And then he uses like his resources to OTK me turn three. Uh let's see, game two, it's like the reverse. <laughs> I go first, I set up my board with searching like tour guide. I stop his plays and I OTK turn three. So game three, he makes me go first, because he knows that I'm trying to go second. And I make my board, and time gets called. And he has in his hand Gallus and Barbar. And Gallus is me. I take 600 damage. And I'm thinking, if I Beatrice for Barbar, I can still win the game. And he normal summons Barbar. Barbar dies. He banishes it for 300, and I can't do uh, that much damage. So he takes that game because of burn damage. Oof. It's annoying. It happens. What can you really do? So now I'm X2 entering round 3. It's dangerous, but I'm still fine. So round 4 is my first oh. Thunder Dragon opponent. And he's just playing pure, pure Thunder Dragons. So this is, yeah, it's actually meta. <laughs> uh, I don't actually have written like much down. So game 1, he goes first. He summons like it's like Titan and 2 Colossus. And then he stops me from doing my plays with Titan's Pop, and then he just kills me. Uh, game two, I go first. Beatrice stops him from summoning anything, and then I kill him for game. And then game three, he opens. He's going first, but he opened really subpar, but I opened legitimately unplayable. <laughs> so my deck is like really consistent like that's one thing that i really strive to do was make it really consistent and this was the one hand all day long that was unplayable so his subpart board which was just a titan so he had one pop but i couldn't do anything so i had i believe it was two block dragon like a hand trap that i used to stop his combo and then like a fiendish rhino warrior 
and I drew into something unhelpful. And like I try to play through it, but it's just it's too much. I lose. So now I'm X3 entering round five. This is dangerous. So like during the Thunder Dragon game, I always opted to go second, and that always just sort of bit me. And like even like playing against BA, I opted to go second a lot of the time, and it bit me. And so it's around this time I'm starting to realize that maybe going second isn't the best, because like using Nibiru, it's not great. But I haven't like realized it yet. So I go against it's like Gravekeepers. So like right now I'm in the two hundreds of the table. Not yet I'm, table five hundred. I'm way out in the. No, there wasn't a <laughs> table hundred. There's only there weren't enough people that would require a thousand players. So I'm in the two hundreds. Like on my left, it's like counter phrase with <laughs> super heavy samurais. It's. It's not very good. I'm sitting next to the same guy I sat next to last round, so we just keep talking like a conversation from the previous round. And I sort of like ignore my opponent, which, it's rude, but. It was a nice conversation I was having. And then so like Gravekeepers. The problem with Gravekeepers is their spell card, Necro Valley, means that I can't banish cards, and then I can't move cards out of the graveyard. Uh, so that kind of stops all of my plays. But the good news is that deck has zero board presence at all. So all I have to do is just summon like decently large monsters and just keep attacking. And that's just how I won. It's just, yeah, it's, it's not a very good did, deck. But did that's you why, see UA down there? That's why I was, I did not see any UAs. That's why I need <laughs> you to come to tournaments with me. So next time you drop that far down, you'll see me down there with you. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I believe in you. I think you can do well via UAs. Step one, get first in locals. <laughs> I've still never gotten first at uh, Paladins. Yeah, my my best uh, run in so, Paladins was three, three one, and that was yeah, with uh, yeah. Masked Heroes a while ago. <laughs> but continue. <laughs> yeah, so round six. So now I'm two three entering round six, which is dangerous. So if I lose one more game, I'm thinking I'm just going to go home. I'm dropping, and I play against Lorenzo from Bakersfield. Which is really annoying. And this was the match where I realized that pretty much all I prepped for this event was wrong. I realized that going second was dumb and Nibiru was a bad card. Which, those are my main takeaways from this whole event. Is Nibiru absolutely sucks and BA just should go first. Those are the two big takeaways. So, game one... I believe he yeah he wins the die roll, he makes me go second which, like then I was like wanting to do but. I realize now it's not what I want to do and he makes a pendulum board. It's not like a good board but it's like disruptive. And I like break it and like stop him from doing his combos and then just win on turn this five, and so game two. So he makes me go second again. And I'm thinking it's going to be the same uh, same kind of thing, but he makes like his actual pendulum board, which is the Hieratic Seal and the uh, Hot Red and a Jackal King with multiple yeah. gates and like something else. And I just can't push through it. And so game three, I'm thinking, I mailed this deck to go second, but I lose when I go second. Maybe I should just go first. So like game three, I go first. And I actually, like, I make my board of Beatrice, Gossip Shadow, Cherubini, and I'm just able to stop him and win. Also in game two, so I decided to go second, so I put in Nibiru. Pendulums are able to summon Jackal King before their fifth monster yeah. summon with negates. I have so, recently learned yeah. how to do that. Nibiru is up. <laughs> I'm learning Glad something. Learning, I'm not completely out of the game. Yes, and Nibiru's garbage, and that was the last time I ever sighted it in, that whole day. Yeah, that card, uh, it's just not good enough. So, I beat Lorenzo, which is I mean, kind of sad, but I'm still in it. So, I'm um, 3-3 entering round 7, and this is Dragon Link. 
and I've got no idea what this deck really does, and my opponent doesn't really know what the You're deck does. You're both learning. Either. Yeah. So game one, like, I, I think I like I just like ash something like trivial, and he stops his combo, and I just OTK him with like Boral Sword and Block Dragon. And so game two, he makes like his massive board, and his board is like actually like, really impressive. Like the combo. I didn't pay that much attention to because I had no way to stop it, but he ended he ended with at least four or five interruptions. It was impressive. So I just scoop and go to game three. So game three, I go first as I started doing the rest of the entire day. And I end with like a Beatrice on the field and Ash Blossom in hand. And like I just that's enough to stop and then I just win. Whoa. Yeah. So round eight is the another of the control decks, and it's True Draco. I see your favorite deck. I absolutely despise this deck. This is my least favorite deck in the entirety of this game because it completely revolves around floodgates. I'm just really lucky that I believe the guy wasn't playing that many floodgates, or he just didn't draw that many floodgates. Maybe he has the same mindset of doesn't like playing lots of flood traps. I sure hope so, but if he's thinking with that, why is he playing True Draco? Anyway, so game one, I have to like, he, he makes me explain every single card and every single interaction. So game one took half an hour. I can understand asking cards, but not interactions. Yeah, so it was like a three-turn game. It was the standard... I believe I won the Daryl Sog. I went first, I made my board, I stopped him from playing, and I OTK'd him. But I had to explain every step along the way, so game one took legitimately half an hour. So we have very little time for game two. So game two, he goes first. He sets up a board. He has, like, I think it's a Dynamite Knight, he has a Apocalypse in the back row. So I start, and I believe I open Tour Guide, which is beautiful every time. So I Tour Guide... The Dynamite Knights for another Apocalypse. And then he Apocalypse, pops Apocalypse to pop Cherubini. And then, like, has my attack. But what I do is I just, I have, like, already on board, like, a Dante and another monster. So I like, summon a BA, make a Boral Sword, summon Block Dragon, and then attack for game. So, like, I told him that if he, like, waited slightly longer, he would have been able to, like, not let that happen. But... It was like 2-0, which is really, that's, that's the best I've ever done against True Draco in a tournament <laughs> setting. Normally, I lose hard because of their floodgates, but I knew he drew them. He drew Monarchs Erupt, but I, uh, like game one, he drew, drew Monarchs Erupt, but I dealt with it before it became a problem. But like normally, they just have crazy amounts of stuff that I have to deal with. So, I'm now 5-3. Yeah, I'm 5-3 right now, entering round 9. So I'm still, like, hopeful. I can still, like, get my invite if I just win the next two matches. And so round 9, I go up against... Well, I go up against Altergeist. But I didn't know it was Altergeist until really How? late into it. So he wins the... I'll explain. He wins the die roll. He goes first. He sets one, passes. So I look at my hand, and it's... I think my hand is 5 Burning Abyss Monsters. So I like I summon two Burning Abyss monsters, make Cherubini. No, it was four Burning Abyss monsters and Fiendish Rhino. Because I summon Rhino, summon a BA, make Cherubini. Rhino effect, and he's he judgments my uh, Cherubini. So Fiendish Rhino sends Graph summon Seer, and I'm like he's on four thousand life points. I have Burning Abyss monsters in my hand, so I just summon all of them and attack for game. And he's got no way to stop it just because yeah, he halved his life points really early. So, like, we're entering game two. I've got no idea what he's playing, just that he is playing Judgment. So I, I put in Panker Tops, just thinking, like, yeah, this will help. Fine. Yeah, so he goes first, and he normal summons Inspect Border. Okay, sets so four you packs. still have no clue. Yeah, I still have no clue, and now there's an Inspect Border on my field. And the problem is, Burning Abyss Monsters activate, Gallus activates... I'm just really lucky that these level 3 psychic monsters don't activate. Their summoners are nice, inherent. Nice, just like UA. 
<laughs> I'm relevant. So, yeah, so I... Irrelevant. So I, I normal summon, like, Fiendish Rhino. I summon Tracker. Or I summon one of the two psychic monsters. And I make Dante. Dante gets one effect because of his border. So I mill three to be at 25. I attack over the border. But now I can't do anything. Because I drew, like, no other BA, so I can't make Beatrice. So I just sort of pass. He draws. He sets another card and passes. So, like, I draw again. I mill with Dante. I summon Block Dragon. Like, I, like... Starting to pick up some steam. Like, I attack. Pick up some steam. So I attack, attack. Um, he has some, like, battle trap to, like, destroy my Dante. It was sort <laughs> of sad. Give me an F in chat for Dante. <laughs> But it didn't really matter. So now I'm like, I've got a block dragon, and I pass, and he draws. And he draws like a marionetter. So you marionetter, set protocol. And then, so like on my turn, I draw. So it's just block dragon. And I've got, in my hand, it's three mathematicians. <laughs> so I normal summon mathematician, and he veilers it. So I like, I attack, attack. His turn, he draws another marionetter, and he attacks over my mathematician. And so then... I know some another mathematician, and this goes on. This goes on for a while because like he strikes my mathematician, and then he like you can never use your mathematician. But like, so it's like turn. It's his turn eight, I believe, and he, like, he's at like a thousand life points because I've been slowly whittling him down, and he draws extravagance, and he like he activates it, and he says me if I draw a monster, I am I'm I can come back from this. But if I don't draw a monster, you're gonna win the game. So he banishes the six. He draws two. It's two more shot cards. And I win the game. So I see that was the most engaging round of Yu-Gi-Oh you've ever played, right? It was. It was the most turns I'd played in that tournament. But it was. So that round was, in my opinion, the best round because my deck just worked perfectly. Like. Yeah, it OTK'd going second, and I was able to stop on a dime and just grind out. So, like, while it's funny just to go through it, like, step by step, like, legitimately, it was, like, my deck working at its finest. Now, it's, like, 11.30. It's late. I'm tired. So, we're going into round 10. He's playing Thunder Dragon Dinos. So... Yeah. So I'm, it's I'm six three entering. And if you watch my deck profile, you know how well, this I ends. I haven't, so don't was, spoil me. <laughs> I, I haven't posted it yet, so of course you don't know. So I win the die roll. I'm going first. I open my normal kind of combo hand. I get normal finish rhino. Summon a ba. Make cherubini. Rhino effect. I look in my deck. There's pankertops in there. So I've got a choice. I can either right now tell a judge that I've got my side cards in my main deck, and what I assume is going to happen is I'm going to get a warning and have to restart the game. Or I can just lie and continue. I decide I'm going to tell the judge, just because I don't want to lie, it's already round 10. (laughs) You see, this decision bites me in the ass. Yeah, that's why you lied. that's why you lie when you have the chance. That's what I've learned in twenty one years if of living. Simon was there, he would have lied. You're not twenty one you're not twenty one yet, it's not October. Well you know what it's close enough for government work. <laughs> Alright, so I called the judge over. The judge comes over, I explain the problem, he gives me the warning, he like tells me to like decide restart, then Augie walks over. And there's two ways you can rule so the fact that the game has started is the problem the fact that it's not I didn't just tell the judge like before the round started that my front to decide it's I've looked at we both looked at our starting hands and I've made plays so the way Augie wanted to rule it was that it was an uh, it was the equivalent of me failing a deck check was me misrepresenting my deck so like him and the judge have like a small like discussion about it and they eventually like they decide to upgrade the warning to a game loss because they're treating it as as if i lied about what's in my deck 
which I personally disagree with. I disagree with um, Augie getting involved with this. So I just get an immediate game loss. So Augie now got to win two games in a row. In order for me to uh, get my invite, I have to win the next two games in a row. So we're starting game two, and I go first again, and I... My opponent tells me afterwards, but the hand he draws for this second sort of game one was it was uh, slightly worse than his first hand. So it's like better for me, but like his like I'll, I'll explain it because he gets he gets a quite a bit of luck. So I go first. I make Cherubini, Beatrice, Gossip Shadow, standard. I pass to him. So he no, I also have an Ash Blossom in hand because he uses. Um, double Evolution Pill, banishing Thunder Dragon Roar and Giant Rex from his hand. So I Ash that, Roar summons Dark, Rex summons itself. He then makes um, some Summon Summoner. I forget exactly how. He uses Thunder Dragon to hand, search Thunder Dragons. And it gets to the point where he's made titan on the field i forget precisely how but there's a titan on the field and he's got um one card in his hand and he's got two cards in his hand right now and one of them is a thunder dragon that he searched so he uses the second thunder dragon and he's going to use uh titan to pop my cherubini and i'm thinking i want to save cherubini for next turn because if I can like send another level 3 to Grave, I can OTK him. So I use Gossip Shadow to change the effect to both a draw. This was a mistake. <laughs> so we both draw a card. He discards Miscellaneous Source with its effect. And he banishes the Miscellaneous Source and Giant Rex because he drew Ultimate Conductor Tyranno off that. Ah. Uh. Yeah. And Ultimate Conductor Tyranno, he, like, he flips my Beatrice and my Gossip Shadow face down. Tyranno over Cherubini is 3k. It's 1k for each of the face down, and then Titan is 32, and that's exactly, uh, it's like a bit over game. Wow. Yeah. 6 4, 148th place. That's That was the match where if I just lied in the beginning, I would have been fine. And if I just hadn't let him draw a card, I would have been fine. It's just multiple bad decisions on my part cost me that match. It cost me my invite. Chisk. Any comment on anything I've said, Simon? <laughs> he did comment at one point. Yeah, he did. He said you should have been a liar. He did, and I should have been. The fact that I got a game loss for it means I definitely should have just lied. Like, it was... You had nothing to lose at that point if they are going to be that hard yeah. on you. I assumed they were going to rule it like they normally do, where it's a warning, I've got to restart. And if you get multiple warnings, it's a game loss. But this is going to be my first warning of the day, and it's already the last round. So I'm like, eh, I'll just be honest. No. Should have lied. Should have just played it out. Now, the fact that I'm getting like I get punished like for not lying is why I disagree with the ruling as much as I do. Because that creates more incentive for me to lie about things. And that I view as worse. Yeah, for most poor sportsmanship. Yeah. So where I where I know Augie is coming from is the fact that. Like, if I just always kept my side cards in, and, like, I look at my opening hand, and my opening hand is bad, I can use, like, calling the judge over and, like, using the side cards in the main deck as a reason to, like, mulligan. And, like, I see that, but then it's, it's like, a once-per-tournament thing, because you get one warning, and the second warning is a game loss. The thing that I disagree with about that with is the fact that it would only work game one. It would only work once during a tournament. Because 
it would still give you a warning, and two warnings is a game loss. So, I don't know, I disagree with it. You all get shitty uh, referees. Yeah. So that was that was all ten rounds of the Los Angeles Regional. F in the chat. F in the chat. Thankfully, Pasadena Regional is coming up on the 5th of October. Sam, if you want to come on down. 5th of October. I'm going to throw tortillas at uh, poly, Cal Poly slow students on that day. Hmm. Why tortillas? Because we're the gauchos. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> listen i didn't make Weird this tradition flex, but okay <laughs> is that actually the ussb mascot no we don't have a mascot oh like we don't have a mascot like a like a mickey mouse sort of like a name mascot we just have like what we're called which is the gauchos oh okay what did you want me to go to again, Grant? What was it called? So there's the Pasadena Regional on October 5th. And then there is the YCS Pasadena happening November 23rd, I believe. So there's two events in Pasadena coming up coming up soon. If you want to come down and play some Yu-Gi-Oh! competitively. Oh, it's a team YCS in Las Vegas. Sam, are you free February 22nd and 23rd? I have no clue. And if we can find a third person to play Yu-Gi-Oh, we can go to the team YCS. <laughs> you need yep. three people for a team? Teams of three. Have you ever played team Yu-Gi-Oh, Sam? Hmm. <laughs> no. That's not offered at locals. No, nah, there'd, there'd be very few. <laughs> It'd be like four tables at locals. There's... How's that work? Cat is trying to eat my bread. <laughs> All right, gamers, we got Stein the bread. already received his bread. So the way Team Yu Gi Oh works is that it's teams of three. There's an A, B, and C player. The A player sits in the middle. And the A player is allowed to talk to and coach uh, players B and C, but like B can't talk to C, C can't talk to B. They have to talk through A. And each player is playing their own deck against a single opponent. And it's whichever team wins two out of three of their matches. Or it's other matches or games. I forget how, how they did it at Atlanta. I believe it was matches. So you have a match against a, a, an opponent. And two of your friends have matches against two other opponents. And if you win your match, only one of your friends has to win their match for you to count as a win for that round. But if you lose, then both of your friends have to win their matches in order to move on. <laughs> I don't know why you would want me. I'm going to be playing you way. I think I was finding a third person, because... <laughs> <laughs> There's also that. <laughs> Alex. Oh no. <laughs> you say that like you have more faith in me than you do Your Alex. Your deck is way better than the cards Alex finds under his bed. <laughs> if we can teach Simon to play Yu-Gi-Oh in time, he could be our third. <laughs> He can play Nordics. Do you even have all the new support for Nordics? <laughs> I don't have all the new support, no. I mean, if you play Yuwei, he can play your Pendulum deck. <laughs> yes. Leave Simon to uh, pilot yeah, give him the Pendulum. Extra competitive deck for some reason. <laughs> Are you ready, Simon? Huh? <laughs> I don't speak Arabic. 
Or Coptic. Are you ready to play Endymion? Nani? Well, you play UA still without extravagance. Yep, because uh, yep. that requires $70 money. still. Why? You could have bought it 50 I'll buy it when it's 40 It's literally never been 40 Exactly. That's why I've never bought it. Maybe I can get someone to loan me. <laughs> you just have to go to locals and make friends. <laughs> See, I know uh, I can count like four people as my friends. <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> Do they have extravagance? I have no clue. <laughs> Although, although, like, three of them actually play competitive decks, like, all the time, so they hmm. might have it. And the other one, I think it was, like, he's only played Pendulum Magician for, like, I'm sorry, really but there's a car driving around in the uh, cemetery right now. Is it you? Uh, maybe. He's doing bodies again, Simon. We talked to you about this. Someone might be. It's ten thirty. Someone maybe just stealing bodies. I don't know. I feel that's early for body stealing. Like they're on the early shift okay. of <laughs> the early shift. Yeah. Of body snatching. Yeah. Oh, this topic is uh, very important. Uh, Sam, you have a cabin in the woods. Can we go, please? <laughs> Sam, you do have a cabin in the woods. You told me about this. You told me about no, this a long time ago. No, I didn't. <laughs> I spent I almost one fifth. whole summer asking you, when can we go to your cabin? And we never went to your cabin. So I have to ask, <laughs> is there actually a cabin? Or have you been lying to me this whole time? Really <laughs> like friends we made along the way. <laughs> Shout out to Rigo. Uh, I'd say that's the worst trend Rigo started, but it's not. <laughs> what would Setting you say is on the fire. worst? That <laughs> meet the pyro. <laughs> There's one time he wanted to set a board game of mine on fire because he thought that was the solution to one of the puzzles. It was not the solution, I would like to point out. And from then on, every time we get stuck in a board game, he always finds the lighters I have around my room and begins playing with them. <laughs> Because you have a few have, too many lighters. I do have quite a few lighters room. around my room. So if you take away one, he will find another. <laughs> but Sam, you do have a cabin in the woods. Your family does at the very least. To be more accurate. <laughs> that is true. Is there any way... That over, say, winter break, the three of us could go to your cabin in the woods? <laughs> that all depends on <laughs> Simon. <laughs> I might be busy. The entirety of winter break? Darn. I'm not sure at this point. Probably not. When will you be sure? Honestly, I'd like to know. You guys make planning ahead so difficult. Well, it's because I don't know what my parents will be up to, and what if I'm going to be dragged into whatever they have planned. At 21, you're still getting dragged into your parents' plans? Pretty much. <laughs> a 
parents are definitely like, we know you have a job, but you're coming and doing stuff with us. <laughs> you're like, woo, thanks. Yeah, it's... Yeah. But Grant, I can't take us to the cabin because I don't know where it is. But you... <laughs> The cabin in the woods was in our hearts all along. One, one thing at a time. So one, Simon, your parents won't let you go to hang out with your best friends who you hardly ever see. No, they would. Okay. And two, Sam, you don't know where the cabin is? Have you ever been to the cabin? <laughs> no. So can we really say there's a cabin? I never even heard Sam mention this cabin. He mentioned it once to me, and I've been pestering about it for like a year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, at some point, my parents bought like a cabin. I can't remember what like what even the name of the area is. (laughs) So I can't tell you which direction it is either. Do you know where on the map it is? Nope. I could give you not helpful information, like there's probably a lake <laughs> nearby. There happens to be nature around it. Yep, there are Do you trees. know if it's north of Bakersfield or south of Bakersfield? <laughs> I don't know. I never went. <laughs> I like how you're much more enthusiastic about going to the cabin. I want to go am. to the cabin in the woods. <laughs> But Grant, the cabin in the woods was in our hearts all along. <laughs> but we can all go into the woods. There's a cabin. And you know what's also in our hearts? <laughs> the friends we made along <laughs> the way. But I can go with my friends to the cabin. <laughs> One of these days, I'm going to pester you enough and we're going to go. That is my plan. <laughs> No, you're going to pester him enough to, like, maybe make him consider asking his parents about it. His parents have brought it up to me, the fact that I keep pestering him. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Simon, have you gotten a job yet? Uh, no. (laughs) Cries and cries and no money. J'ai besoin de l'argent. I need money. What is your current plan to acquire money? Um, I do have a scholarship. That's good. So, I do have some money. So, for school, you got a little bit of money. Um, it did not direct it to my tuition, so I guess it's going into my pocket now for next semester... Nice. Or maybe a pocket. Uh, it was an earmarked scholarship, so was it like just for like tuition and housing, or what could it be for other things too? Um, I don't think it said. I feel like if it were earmarked, it they would have stuck it on my tuition, but they didn't. Interesting. Free money? Question mark. So maybe it is just free money. Yeah, is that my free money question mark? But I'm gonna have to look for a job once I'm in IV. IV? Isla Vista. Home of the Isla Vista shooting. Just work at a gun range? No, you don't remember the Isla Vista shooting? No, I don't I don't pay attention to news. There was a shooting, like, maybe five years ago. How on yeah, it's earth, in it. Yeah, how on earth would you expect me to remember a shooting five years ago? TVH. But I guess <laughs> it's a, I know of it because I'm going to be living there, so it's like, hey. I couldn't tell you what's been on the news, like, yesterday. Like, let alone five years ago. It's the same old, same old these days. <laughs> so me and Grant are not the people to ask about current events. Oh, was this the Elliot Rogers thing? Either. Yeah. 
Oh wow. Yes, he's an old he's an alumni. Great. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. Now I always hear about Elliot Roger, but I never like thought about where he did the shooting. And yeah, it's a college town. Mm-hmm. It's a nice place. Santa Barbara, the well, the Santa Barbara area is a lot like uh, L.A. and except for the fact that it's like in this Spanish style, but like it's still tight, it's still like overcrowded, it's still dirty and filled with homeless people. <laughs> That's L.A. Yeah, overpriced. It's just like L.A. West, West West. Prices get significantly cheaper <laughs> if you just become homeless. <laughs> uh. Sam, have you made any progress finding the old episode of the year in Nico's Hunger Games? Let us see. Acquiring the ass up. I'm texting him now. <laughs> I'm just saying, you should send me a link to your Hunger Games <laughs> episode where I win. <laughs> Which was also the only one I was in. And I was just sad when <laughs> more Hunger Games episodes were uploaded and I will... And I wasn't in there. I was like, oh, he did Hunger Games without me. Whoa. So I remember more about that as... <laughs> I remember more details of that day. Originally, I wasn't going to be able to make it in time for the episode. Because he didn't want people in the Xbox party that weren't going to be in the episode didn't want some color commentary in the background yeah and i couldn't immediately participate due to having <laughs> to eat dinner or something as you do when you're 12 years old <laughs> yep but then i get back and i was like hey i can still join something went wrong on his end so I was able to, basically time was extended for me to be able to join. <laughs> oh, Nico replied. That was fast. I never reply that quickly. <laughs> he said, I don't think I have that anymore. <laughs> oh, no. Sad. F in the chat. Let me just the chat. <laughs> reply. Re-upload it then. <laughs> <laughs> Just re-record it. <laughs> reenact it. Gosh. Just go into like a park and just reenact it. <laughs> just, just LARP it. Like, in that episode, only like four of those people, including me, were part of the same friend group in real life. Everyone else was people Nico met and became friends with over Xbox Live. Okay. So, I it is possible to recontact like three <laughs> of those people. <laughs> but then everyone else is like I have no clue. Yeah. <laughs> As uh, you, you for sure know one of those people, which is Dalton. I know of Dalton. I don't know him that well. Yeah. And he also just disappeared after middle school, so. <laughs> yeah. That was sort of a weird transition, but I guess that's normal for middle to high. Ours was kind of weird because our middle school was split between two high schools and that was kind of annoying. Yeah, I think, like, most of 
middle school, most of our middle school went to Frontier. Then next was Centennial. Yeah, I think it was actually really close to 50-50, Frontier Centennial. I th- maybe a couple went to uh, Liberty. Possibly, but that's a decent ways away. I had Nico just replied again saying, I doubt I even have the original recording, considering that was years ago. <laughs> if it was on YouTube, unless he actually deleted the file, YouTube might still have it. That's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping he just, like, unlisted it or something, or made it private. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to reply, let me relive my memories. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I peaked, Nico. I have to relive it. <laughs> That's where I peaked on YouTube. <laughs> Your deck profiles don't count. <laughs> Your deck profiles of me. <laughs> so I need you to come to the regional. That UA deck profile has the most views of any of my videos. <laughs> I need to milk you for that sweet ad revenue. <laughs> Oh yeah, so uh, I accidentally clicked it on the My Videos tab, and I was reminded that I had to make a uh, presentation for Japanese, and it was a video. As is the nature of those kinds of things, I had to post it on YouTube to make it easy on myself to present it in class. And uh, since that happened last year, for some reason it had 11 views on it when I noticed it, (laughs) <laughs> and then I deleted it. It was like, uh, why would you want to watch that? It was just me blanding, blandly explaining how you make curry in Japanese. Yeah. There's always somehow, like, mystery views, and you don't even know how anyone, like, found the thing. Yeah, that's how it happens, I guess. It reminds me, in high school for my Spanish 3, it wasn't a video, but I gave a PowerPoint presentation on how to cook... Hispanic rice. <laughs> Very complicated. I know. I for my robotics class, I had to make uh, videos of our robot for some like mini competition, like around the normal like Vex Robotics competition. So I remember I like I downloaded like an iPod app, or, like an iPhone app that like just like edit video. But it would just like cut and paste like randomly and it would just put like a song over it like from your iPhone. So I still have those videos like on like one of my YouTube channels. It's just like three videos of like a robot spinning around to three different songs. (laughs) Woo. (laughs) High quality content right there. High quality. No, Simon, give me a good line to end the podcast. Um, You're keeping Sam up past his bedtime. Yeah, my mom's going to get mad.